You're listening to Muscles of the Masses, the podcast. I'm your host, Julie Reed. This is episode 18, the Gluteus Maximus. Gluteus Maximus is the king, quite literally, of the muscles. I say king because Maximus in Latin is, well, king. It's the largest muscle and one that has the potential for a ton of power and strength. Your Gluteus Maximus is on the posterior or the back of your body. Everyone, it's your butt. Gluteus Maximus has two little siblings, the Gluteus Medius and the Gluteus Minimus. More on those in another episode, but just know that Glute Max doesn't forget that they are the king, even though their smaller siblings do a lot for single leg stability. Often, I'll refer to Gluteus Maximus as the glute, plural, because we have two. All right, let's talk about the nitty gritty. The glutes originate at the edge of the sacrum and coccyx, also known as the tailbone, the posterior iliac crest, gluteal surface of the ilium, and the sacrotuberous ligament. They then travel south towards their insertions at the gluteal tuberosity of the femur and then onto the iliotibial tract. The iliotibial tract, try to say that three times fast, is often known as the IT band, probably because it's hard to say three times fast. The action of the glutes are to extend the hips, laterally or externally rotate the hip, and in conjunction with tensor fascia lata, abduct the leg. All right, let's break down those insertions. Gluteus max is the most superficial gluteal muscle. That means it's the closest to the surface right under the skin. You can easily see it and palpate it. Palpate means touch with intention. The origin is pretty much all along one half of your gluteal cleavage. That's what we call the butt crack in massage school. It then slopes down and away from there and meets the IT band where it has a second attachment site on the gluteal tuberosity of the femur before continuing on and being joined by the tendon of the tensor fascia lata to jointly form the iliotibial tract. All right, points to palpate. Your sacrum. It's a triangular-shaped bone on the back of your hips. It helps to join your hip bones and lives at the base of your spine. It's actually a few vertebrae, also known as spinal bones, that have fused together. You can feel it if you put your hand flat against your low back right above where your gluteal cleavage starts. Feel around gently for a broad and bumpy surface. Then, if you take your hand towards the side of the arm that you're using and kind of sweep across, you're going to feel all of your gluteal tissue. Next, you're going to go to your gluteal tuberosity of your femur. I know you're asking, where is that? I'm going to tell you. First, find your hip bone. The hip bone that I'm talking about, not near your waist, but farther down on the side of your upper thigh. That's also called the greater trochanter of your femur, but for ease, I'm going to call it a hip bone. Then walk your fingers towards the back of your thigh and down about an inch. You'll likely be slightly above the bottom of your butt. I would do this while standing because you can really feel the bottom of your butt that way. That's the insertion on the greater trochanter of the femur. You can also feel the IT band, the thick fibrous tissue running down the side of your leg. When you're palpating, take some time to do the actions of the glutes and you'll feel it move under your fingers. That's how you know you've located the right origin insertion spots. Or you can just put your hand on your butt and move your leg around and feel your butt move. All right, but what do the glutes really do? Recall from above that they extend the hip joint, laterally and externally rotate the hips, and abduct the leg. All right, great, but you might be asking what that looks like. Let's reflect on what those actions mean. Extending the hip means that you are increasing the hip crease. The hip crease that I'm talking about is the angle that your hips create on the front of your body. So you can think about going from sitting to standing. That's hip extension. 
you're going from 90 degrees when you're sitting to 180 degrees when you're standing. It can also mean doing a little bit more than extension when you're standing. Say, for example, you wanted to kick your leg behind you. A good way to think about this is somebody who's swimming. If you're watching them skim across the top of the pool and you see their legs flutter kick in the back, the action of taking your leg out of the water from your hips, taking that straight leg out of the water, is hip extension. All right, the easiest way I think about hip external rotation is to go way back to when I was a kid and found myself sitting on the floor a lot. I don't know if that's true for you, but I sat on the floor a lot as a kid, whether it was early morning cartoons or being the unlucky kid who had to sit on the floor when everybody else had a chair. If you think about yourself sitting on the floor, your legs are crossed in front of you, that's external rotation of the hip. Now, it's passive external rotation, but if you can think about how your leg, how your femur has to move to get into that position, that is the, the way that the glutes are telling your leg to move when we talk about hip external rotation. Now we often see that passive stance in maybe a meditation style pose, but I think you all get what I'm talking about. Lastly, there's abduction. And you might be asking why I spell out abduction. And it's because there are two ductions. There's abduction and there's adduction, and they're opposites of one another. Abduction is the action in the frontal plane of moving away from your midline, the line running from your head to your toes right down the middle of your body. Adduction is the action of moving towards your midline. Okay, imagine yourself creating a snow angel, freezing your butt off, lying on the snow, and windshield wiping your arms and legs along the snow. That's abduction and adduction in the frontal plane. Here's how I remember it. Adduction adds to the midline. Get it? You see the word add, or you hear the word add there? Abduction is the opposite. It takes away from the midline. But what does that really mean for the hip joint? Well, it's easiest if we understand that changes in the hip joint affect what's happening to the thigh and by extension the rest of the leg, generally speaking. For this, I go way, way back to high school. I was a huge Billy Blanks Tybo fan. I would wake up super early, put the VHS in, and fast forward to the workout. I would kick and punch and break the best sweat I'm pretty sure of my life. But we're here to talk about the kick, and more importantly, the side kick. Simply put, leg abduction is a side kick. On both legs, actually, but that's a story for another time. Sliding, lifting, and kicking your leg to the side is leg abduction. As a note, leg abduction is a joint activity of what's called the pelvic deltoid. This is a term I first read about in the book Anatomy of Movement by Blandine Calais Germain, and it's a combination of the gluteus maximus muscle and the tensor fascia lata, both working together to make hip abduction happen. We've talked about a lot today, but there are some things that we haven't talked about. So far, we've discussed the contraction phase of the gluteus maximus and the power that it has to take action to move your leg or to stabilize your body or to help keep you upright. But we haven't talked about how the glutes resist movement or slow movement. If your brain is going there, start to think about what your glutes are doing when you're lowering heavy bags to the ground or how they're working together when you side shuffle or karaoke. Or go back to Taibo and try out some side kicks. All right, it's time for one other thing. I've been brewing espresso in a mocha pot lately, and it has been so tasty and smells like a coffee shop in my house. I'd been scared off for a while after a botched mocha pot episode, 
but I got the hang of it and I'm really loving it. Also highly recommend a local to Philly new coffee brand, Persimmon Coffee. Uh, Not sponsored, but you can find them on IG at Persimmon Coffee. I think a lot of my one other things may be about food or drinks. I'm not totally sure, but it's highly likely because that is my second love after muscles. Until next time, practice some kicks and muscle on. Testing, how does this sound? Testing, how does this sound?